Welcome to Autism Stories, where we connect you with amazing people that help teens and adults with autism become more independent and successful. I'm your host, Doug Bletcher, the founder of Autism Personal Coach. I founded Autism Personal Coach six years ago because I wanted to see as many teens and adults with autism as possible find their personal strength and become successful, and hopefully I would be a part in helping with that process. Today we are going to talk with Maverick Crawford, who has certainly found his personal strength and achieved his goals in life. Maverick was diagnosed with autism at the age of six, as well as severe speech impediment, mental retardation, expressive and receptive language disorder, sensory integration dysfunction, auditory processing disorder, dysgraphia, a seizure disorder, anxiety, and depression. Maverick not only overcame all of this to graduate as a double major from the University of Texas at San Antonio with a 3.7 GPA, but is the author of the book, Overcoming the Odds, My Journey to Finding Personal Strength and Triumph, and an inspiration to all who hear his story. We hope you enjoy today's conversation. Maverick, uh, thank you so much uh, for joining us today um, and for uh, giving me the opportunity to uh, interview you. Uh, you definitely have a very inspiring life story. Um, I know you were diagnosed with autism at the age of six and have talked about how social situations were something you never understood and was something you tried to avoid. Uh, now, as an adult, how do you deal with those situations, and what have you learned to make those situations less challenging? I'm trying to uh, get clarification on, on what is it that's being asked, that's being asked of me. Try to, get, uh, try to get them to clarify things, like try to get them to, to clarify, because I'm trying to understand what to say or what to expect or what them to say back to me. And I learned to accept myself as a person. And I, um, I had failed a couple of times at suicide, so I learned that helped me to be more accepting of myself. And 
Now, now throughout your, so I read throughout your childhood about um, really um, horrific physical and emotional abuse that towards you from uh, not only your family members, but also while you were in, in school. It must have taken so much courage to overcome this, but what else was helpful to you in overcoming these awful traumas? I surrounded myself with people who believed in me. Like, if that, don't wait, that happened to, uh, I got to college. I surrounded myself with people, with people and called, uh, my teachers, disability staff, and college that helped, that helped me to, uh, you know, to speak with different, uh, disability issues and rights that I had as a college student with a disability. So they, and they helped me with my writing, my communication skills, and things like that. So they really worked, worked, um, Were there any, like, dealing with the trauma that you've dealt with, were there any professionals that were helpful in helping you to deal with those? Professionals? Not not really. Um, Not really. It wasn't until I became 20. When I turned 22, I started seeing a professional um, psychotherapist at at an institution. And they have been very beneficial to me. So I had to wait. So I turned. I had to wait until I was twenty years old to find the right, the right therapist who can help me. The psychiatrist is real understanding my situation and me having autism. So they were very beneficial in teaching me a lot of things. Uh, how the coping mechanisms. Um, learn to accept myself. How to uh, manage how to manage autism. So it really helped me help me grow. That's great. Now, I know you recently graduated with uh, two degrees from the University of Texas, San Antonio. Uh, congratulations. Uh, Thank you. You said that um, autism has been uh, your number one component to your success in school. Can you explain or go in depth a little bit more about what you mean? So how, how autism became my number one component is because I don't that allowed me to focus, to have deep focus on my uh, on my work, to be attentive to detail, to um, be great working alone, and I was able to um, use my mind and use the power of autism to get my um, studies done. So I was very attentive to detail and um, getting my my work my work completed. In my test, studies and test, I was very attentive to that. Um, Making sure, making sure things were correct. Just all symptoms of autism, the characteristics of, characteristics of autism that a person has, I was able to do, um, I, was, I was able to, um, with having, a, with having autism. And it wasn't easy. It was no, nowhere easy. I had to find it on my own. But I learned to accept, I learned to accept myself, accept my disability, and do, and do the best I can with the disability that I have and just learn how to manage them or manage my time. And I'll be able to uh, keep, I keep, I keep a little journal, a little agenda of what things I should be doing and what at, the, at that time. And then I use that to keep up with my assignments, a little agenda 
And with that agenda, I use I use that I use that agenda to. If I have a question on assignment, I just ask my professors, and uh, and they under, and they um, help me get clarification. I always watch my professors. I knock on the door, went to office hours, and explain to them uh, issues that was happening. I learned that it took me a long time to learn that because having autism, you're very uh, tranquil, you're very uh, introverted. So I have to be a little more extroverted with my professors so for them to give give me the help that I needed. And autism has allowed me to remain humble in spirit and to take small steps and achieve my goals. So I made small, I made small, I set small goals for myself and I achieved, and I achieved those. Like if I tell you for one hour a day, for one class, I tell you the class for an hour a day, and I keep that consistently going. I learn how to, um, I set small goals for myself. I celebrate those small goals uh, when I when I achieve them. And also, uh, perseverance. Also, the three letters to do define me is perseverance and ambition and humility. Perseverance because of the obstacles I have continued, I have continued to move forward. Ambition defined me because I have a strong desire to achieve the highest level, no matter what disability uh, I have. And humility is because of the qualifications I have, because I'm willing to allow my actions to speak, my contributions I made community to speak for the, for myself. I like the return of uh, helping those with autism succeed and do uh, and do well in life because I just that's what I look forward to in life and um, I don't respect anything in return. And I feel like an out, I feel like an outcast, but I remain um, humble, perse- persevere, and ambition and spirit because I have to do things. I have to do things on my own. I have to do things my way because. I have I have nobody to teach me how to study, study for tests, um, write papers, or anything like that. I have nobody to teach me how to uh, succeed in college, how to do things on my own. I have to find I have to find a little way. I have to find a way to get things done. I have to find my own unique way to get my assignments done, to be uh, organized in my schoolwork and stuff like that. I have to find I have to be disciplined. I have to learn discipline. Learn self-discipline, uh, communication, and things like that to help me succeed in college, and that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Now, you you mentioned briefly about keeping a journal. Um, can you share a little bit more about how that helped you? I kept a journal, and the, in the journal, I kept my assignments in there, my feelings, my thoughts, how I about different assignments. And I'll write that down in case if I get a math equation, I don't know how to solve it. I write that down. I had a math equation for homework. I don't know how to solve it. I remind, and I remind myself, I need to speak to my professor to get clarification. Hmm. So once I have that note in my, have that in my journal, I said, okay, I went, I'm going to go talk to my professor and uh, get, get clarification on how to solve the formula that I wrote down in my journal. And they're going to and they're going to, and they teach me how to do it step by step by step and then I write in my journal okay I know how to do it I know how to do it now but when I do that once I get the get it down and also for my feelings I put my feelings in there as well because how I felt how I felt that day if I felt good I felt bad indifferent things like that I keep that little I keep I wrote a quote in my journal because that's how I kind of wrote my book I had feelings and diaries and things like that that kept that um, kept messages and positive messages. I replaced the um, 
negative messages in my head, but positive messages, like for example, I say I feel worthless, I put next to it, I say I am worthy of succeeding in college. And I put that and I keep repeating that to myself over and over again because I want to inspire myself that I am worthy, I can do things, I can go to college, I can succeed, I can I can graduate, I can do anything for my mind to because I want I want myself to get that thinking going because I want to keep the journal for positive reinforcement and for a few of my assignments as well. So it's a journal, it's a diary, it's a positive positive reinforcement all the one. I, I love that. Um, now, I know, um, so your degrees are uh, from the University of Texas, San Antonio, are in criminal justice and in public administration. Why did you decide to study these two fields? Criminal justice because I like to see the, the system do things differently than just punishing people and arresting them and taking them to jail. I want to see a non punitive side of the system. I want to see that the system um, advocates the decent distribute with disabilities to enter the system. They say, say for example, people with autism uh, have the, the issue with them. The, the, one of the challenges they have is child pornography. You know, you know, I did the study about child, child pornography and autism and um, how, they get, how they get involved in those types of crimes. So, and the system usually treats them like everybody else, but there's but you can't do that. You gotta treat them differently. You gotta treat them differently. You gotta uh, under, let them understand. Like you almost, almost, it's almost like you're talking to a um, to a juvenile. That's why you gotta talk to the principal of autism. Tell them why they're getting arrested. Why they going to Why they going to jail? What's going on? What's gonna happen? How they How they gonna post bond? Just tell them detail by detail or step by step what's gonna happen next. Um, same thing with um, right. a principal of autism or. Police officer can interact with people with autism. You want to be very detailed and very um, detailed and very and very um, concise, and also very um, compassionate when you talk when you're talking to them because you want them to be so comfortable around you, and that um, you're not telling them anything to hurt them. That you don't want to hurt them. So that's why I want to do my criminal justice degree is to. Help law enforcement, help judges, help lawyers, help you know, understand how to meet the needs of people with autism and disability, how to meet, how to uh, treat them in law enforcement when they get in trouble. And for public administration, I want to change policies that deal with this, people with disabilities. I want to learn more about policies and how they affect people with disabilities, especially autism, because there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of policies out there in the world that handle people with disabilities, like um, SARS, Texas Workforce, or the Texas Workforce Commission. They put people in uh, jobs with people with autism, they, they're menial jobs. They're like uh, bagging groceries, things like that. They're menial jobs. They can do so, they can do so much more than just bagging groceries. That's why I want to help make policies to determine that the mindset of people with autism, they can do so much. They can do a whole lot with um, bagging groceries. So I want to be able to make policies that determine the, um, the aptitude of a person with autism and put them matching with jobs that matches their interests, what they can do, and things like that. So I want to learn about policies, also law enforcement policies, 
dealing with people with autism, I, which I discussed, a lot of police officers interacting with people with autism, also um, different ways of how to uh, help and coach, be a mentor, things like that. So this is what I can do with public administration. So it is just being a, being a voice for the voices and offering them resources and uh, mentorship and uh, things like that that I never got when I was growing up. So just being that um, that voice for people with autism and just uh, learning how to do work with them is what I want to do my degree in public administration. Now, since 2018, you've been an intern for the United States Western District Court of Texas as a pretrial services officer. Have you encountered many people with autism during the, this time? And if so, how have you been able to support them going through the court system? So I've had encountered uh, people with autism in the system, uh, especially with child pornography cases. Uh, and I was one of the ones that uh, helped out with people with autism that come before the courts and helping the pre-trial officers be able to see what them while they're, on, while they're being released and awaiting trial. So I did, uh, I had two interviews that asked them questions about their background and determined what the officers, the offender uh, should be released on bond, which both of them were. Uh, at the end, of, I found that they had that they had autism. Both my autism. So I explained to the preacher officer about what autism was, what uh, the uh, symptoms were, how was it, how uh, can they be, how can you talk to them, and things like that. Just I had to teach them all. Of, I had to teach them all of that uh, um, at first hand. So when they, so I explained that they need a strict routine. To follow a strict guideline routine and um, so you can adhere to it, and this and this helped me to this helped me learn to be more uh, about the administrative course system and how the material I learned in the classroom applied outside uh, outside the classroom. And um, it's a toxic combination. It's a very toxic combination of autism and adults who commit child pornography crimes. You could admire that child like. And they proceed to the computer graphics to simulate their, their sexual desires. Hmm. So they assign me, they assign me the cases to help deal with the, to help deal with them. I um, gave them notes about when to when to show when to show up for appointments for the whole entire month. For example, I gave them a little uh, outline that had their appointment dates on there. They meet, they meet January the third. They meet back January the seventeenth. I wrote that down on the outline. I make sure I wrote down the conditions in the outline. I go over with them. I go over with them repeatedly, um, repetitive, repetitiously. Um, go over those guidelines with them. Make sure they're not going outside of the Western District of Texas. Making sure they're not engaged in the child pornography. No contact with the victims. Uh, things like that. Making sure they follow those rules. If they have any questions, I'll thoroughly explain to them what's um what sanctions can be placed be placed against them if they commit if they uh, commit any more if they commit any crimes of with the condition of their release. Also, uh, I would, I'm a big advocate for getting to the help that they need, so I'll refer them to uh, counseling, uh, therapy sessions, and things like that. And I'll make sure that they're getting plenty of plenty of therapy 
So I'm um, alleviate and to get to the root of their problems because I want to be I want I don't want them to go to jail to go to prison. I want them to get rehabilitated and be back in the world and be cured from this um from this desire to look at child pornography. So that was my end goal: is making sure they get the therapy that they needed, and I report and they um making sure they um know where they look where they're located, give the inpatient and outpatient, making sure they know where it is the address, the phone number, the person to contact, things like that. I wrote, I wrote all that down in this little outline that, they, that I give them. And also I wrote down for other preach officers that if, uh, if I'm not available to speak to the defendant, that here, here is his conditions, or here is the outline, let them know that, he has, that they have autism, and this is, the, this is the way you need to speak to him, you need to talk to this is the way you need to talk to him, like more compassionate care, like you're talking to like they're like they're your count like they're a counselor or a therapist like they're uh, making sure that they're, that, um, they trust you they're they're there to help you and then now you're not being very um angry or uh, upset yelling at them they don't want to that's the one thing people about to and do not respond well to somebody yelling at them and um and screaming at them for no reason so you know you want to be very calm. And courteous with your with your uh, words, with your choice of words, and just um, doing those things. That's why that's why the outline and then just was very in detail with their uh, court court uh, date, their uh, date to meet with me, their uh, treatment date, uh, the treatment the treatment site, the center of time, things like that, and. Uh, Making sure they understand where to go, and I have to repeat that, to repeat that back to what they're supposed to be doing. They are uh, supposed to be doing daily. What once once they get the hang of it, I make sure. Um, for example, um, I have to call call in and say what's the what's the date that me go there to go to their therapist. It'll turn January third. And I keep making them do that, and once they get stuck, stuck in their heads, I try to use the re- repetitious uh, activities to do with them to make sure they remind remember their. Um, schedule appointments that way it's not on paper it's not only it's not only on papers in their head as well so just finding ways to help that all people autism thrive in and just uh, implementing those implementing those ways and making and helping them uh, understand how to deal with their resources which I have the resources put on the outline as well but just making just choosing what people autism are good at and then making sure they uh, apply those things and uh, Now, uh, something that I think is so valuable for those with autism is to be mentored by others on the spectrum who've had similar experiences. And I know that you were a mentor to high school students. Can you talk a little bit about how that not only helped the uh, students you mentored, but what type of positive impact those students had on you? It was a good impact. Um, I learned um, they were very, I showed my story about behind autism, a speech impediment, uh, intellectual development disorder, and things like that. And I was able to speak to them. I was very nervous. I was sweating. I almost passed, I almost passed out from the uh, from my presentation. I was able to get through, get through to it. I was, my goal was to help the children overcome, the kids overcome obstacles in life. And to encourage them to not to give up on their dreams or their aspirations. So I did that by sharing my story and my experiences 
um, at UTSA, how do I, how do I, um, what I do to people uh, overcome the challenges and obstacles. And um, it, what touched me through, through the UTSA students told me that I really helped their mentee out because their, men, their, their mentee was real quiet and shy. And that day they were very outgoing. And, um, they were outgoing, asking questions, and they really were inspired by my stories. I really parts of the of the uh, of the students there I left out of near high school and I let them know that community that civic engagement is all about small steps, taking those small steps and just striving with those small steps. And there are several there are several things I learned about myself in the project. I learned how to put myself out of my comfort zone by helping students with all um, become civically engaged. Even all my life, I was shy and quiet and introverted, so I struggled with making friends and, and, uh, and engaging in conversations with others, especially in a large city. I would get very nervous and anxious when speaking in crowds. Right. But I learned how, yeah, but I learned how to, um, but I learned how to, to inspire others with my story. And that's all it was, just sharing my story with students. And then a month, no matter what obstacles turn your way, you can uh, overcome them and things like that. And my mentee was very shy and quiet too. She really took it. She really spoke to me. But when that day I talked to, her, uh, I had because of my small conversation I had with her, and also with the speech I gave, she started speaking to me more. And she said, "Thank you for sharing that story with me." She gave me the hug, and she said, uh, "I'm very proud that you're my mentor. That you're my mentor, and I'm glad that we met." I want to be like you when I grow up. You're such a great guy. And she's giving us all this positive uh, feedback for my presentation. And it was a, it was a class that took at UTSA for public administration. And we had six sessions. We all led all up on that session by ourselves individually with the next students. And I was just overcome all the obstacles. So I felt very... Um, I feel very good about what I did for other for a while in their high school and for the students that live near high school. I was able to touch their heart. Because that's all I wanted to get from, get from that is just did I touch their hearts? Did I make did I make them feel did I did I inspire them? Did I touch touch their mind and give them a different way of thinking that what did I what did I do to uh, help them out? Because some were going through a lot and uh going so much on that west side area of San Antonio but you know we didn't know what to expect the kids may be angry they may be fatherless they may be all kinds of things they may have a bunch of um, odds back against them so I wanted to be that voice for them and say no matter what's happening what's going on with your life don't give up I tried to commit suicide three times it didn't work for me I'm still here so just wanted to uh, just making sure whatever it takes just keep yourself Get yourself together. Stay on this earth. Don't commit. Do not commit suicide. Just keep yourself. Keep yourself together. Don't give up. Seek help. Get counseling. Get therapy. Get yourself together. Beat. Beat the odds that you beat the odds that you have, and just be that inspiration to other people. I recently uh, talked to an autistic guy. Had to commit suicide. He wanted to jump off of a cliff. John not to jump on the jump off the bridge on onto a highway and kill themselves. And right before he was doing it, I stopped him. He started crying. I said, oh, "What's going? What's going on?" He said, "I'm trying to jump off this bridge. I'm trying to kill myself." I said, "No, you're not going to do that." He said, "I don't. What's his name? What's his name?" He 
he was very frank with me. He, I just, he was bonded by his name. He was bonded by who he was, how old he was, things like that. And I was able to speak to him. I said, no matter what's going on in your life, it's not the way to end. It's not the way to end your life. I jump off a bridge. Come with me. Let me get you some help. I need you some help. I refer you to people. I have connections. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you. And he said, and he told me, uh, off the bat, but I'll even be telling him that they have autism, like they have a disability. He said, it's some kind of autism. That's what he told me. He said, it's some kind of autism, which I, which is kind of, it kind of does, um, some kind of autism because you do things differently. It kind of, it does kind of suck, but it's a way to get through it, to get through it. It's not by suicide. That's why I try to, that's why I try to tell him. And he finally started, he was crying a lot, breaking down. So he finally went with me and we went on the bus and I took him to uh, I took him to an uh, inpatient treatment center where they kept him they kept him there for three days and they got him evaluated he uh, I took him they showed to our evaluation and they got him some therapy some counseling he went to therapy only counseling I just talked to him on the phone maybe two days ago he's doing he's doing real well he's enrolled in college that's great at a community college and um, before he found himself in employment, uh, employment, he's doing well for us. He lives back with his parents. So he's doing well right now. He's my age. He's about 20. He's about 22, my age. And we went to, we both went to the same thing with our, with our parents. So I, I was able to relate to this kid. So that's the that's the satisfaction that I got from doing what I did. And that's why I enjoy helping people be an uh, inspiration and things like that because you never know what people are going through and for him he was going through suicide ideation and things like that having autism that's having it so I was to talk to him and speak to him and just tell him not to give up on yourself not to commit suicide just think just um just um do your best every day that's all you can do is just do your very best every day and just pray and just uh, I'm a Christian guy but they just pray to God and get you to introduce some help and some therapy that way you can get yourself together. Now, now I know you um, want to share your story to inspire others, and one, one of the ways that you've done that is you wrote a book, um, Overcoming the Odds, My Journey to Finding Personal Strength and Triumph. Can you share uh, with all our listeners a little bit about the book and how people can go about uh, purchasing it? Facing my challenges and obstacles that, I was, that have occurred in my life, such as autism, mental, uh, mental illness, and abuse, and much more. It's primarily a sad, true story about the author, about a man of autism who had, no high, had nobody had high hopes for him. The doctor told him that he would never learn how to do anything, he'll be institutionalized until he died. My first grade teacher told me that you'll be a couch potato. A couch potato because you'll be worthless, because you can't do anything for yourself. Calling him the stupidest child in the world. It took a long time for the author to find that person was trying to try out because nobody taught him how to be. How any, anything different other than being who he was for a long time, which was a quiet, shy, scared, disappointed, suicidal, autistic individual who don't have, who not have nobody by his side who understood what was going on, nobody taught me how to be a black man in society. With, with disability and all the all the all the facts against me, so um, all the fathers black kids, she 
mother, Danish community, local public school, totally no friends. So I believe in me, bad teachers, severe disabilities, um, and along with severe autism, which I was down at the age of six. And I was, um, and I was unloved and born into the wrong family. I thought I was born to the wrong family because nobody understood my diagnosis. Maverick, 
Maverick, I really appreciate uh, your time. Uh, thank you very much. Autism Personal Coach saves people with autism from feeling alone and being isolated. So often, teens and adults with autism struggle with anxiety and as a result don't have success in their lives. Autism Personal Coach is a unique service in that we help those with autism by working on meaningful, individualized goals in a setting in which they will be used so their anxiety is greatly reduced and as a result, they can become more independent and successful. To get an Autism Coach for a loved one or yourself, it is very easy. All you have to do is email autismpersonalcoach at yahoo.com or call 216-336-5889 and request a coach today. Thank you, everyone, for listening today. I wanted to apologize for some of the sound issues from uh, this week's podcast. They should be fixed for next week's episode, which will feature Thomas Edwards, who will talk about supporting people with autism in the workplace. Talk to you then.